Stone. Thought we'd play that song. Little tribute to the Top Gun 2 trailer that came out this morning. Very excited about it. Welcome back to 115 Sports NFL Podcast. I am your host, Jack Clark, joined by the one and only Dallas Dallside. Jack, you must have uh, taken a couple singing lessons. I'm getting better, eh? I can't find out if it was one or two singing lessons or possibly ten, but it's either uh, way, It's definitely getting better, of course. It's a great investment right you there. Know, you know, you know, we're also joined by our third co-host, and that is Mr. Aaron Jeffrey. Hello, Aaron. Hi. Hi. There we go. So everyone's in a great mood today. I see. I, everyone's in a great mood. We're not tired from exams at all. We're not hungry. We're not. You know I'm what? We're loving. Anymore. We're fine. We're loving life here That's at One Fifteen Sports. I offered Aaron Jeffrey a sandwich about fifteen minutes ago, and you know what he said? He said no. He said no very, rude. very aggressively. So he must not be hungry at rude, all. Rude, rude. So let me give you a little rundown of the show today. We're going to talk about our picks from last week. I did a little bit better this week. Instead of going one and three, I went three and one. So I'm very proud of myself. Then we're going to talk about our top three moments from the NFL in the this decade, from 2010 to 2019. Because, you know, the decade's ending. So sad, isn't it, Dallas? Were you guys still playing on playgrounds back in 2010? You're or? right. I was nine years old. Oh, wow. Nine. Nope. Was I? Yeah, 2001. What did you, you give me that look two, for? Because he, he said 2012. You're 11. 2010. I said 2010. Did you say 2010? You said 2010. The, de- decade. Uh, the decade. Oh, wow. I'm confused. So we're going to yeah. talk about our I'm top three day. moments okay, from Aaron. the decade. Then we're going to talk about a little bit about the playoff picture because, you know, uh, this is... Uh, we're getting to the nitty-gritty here at the season. We're getting down. Playoffs start in a couple weeks. Um, so then we're going to talk about maybe it's a couple of retirement. Players are going to retire this year. Who knows? Possibly um, lost two games for some players. Exactly, Hard exactly. And then there was, it was a record-setting weekend for Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson. So we're going to discuss that a little bit. And then we're going to explain our podcast situation for the next two weeks as we go home for Christmas. So we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But first, we're going to start with Aaron's picks, I believe. So, yeah, we'll get right into it. Aaron Jeffrey, the man they call Aaron. You went 2-2 two and two this week. Let's get right into your first game. Uh, this one, uh, well, I mean, now it was kind of a playoff game in a way. The Chicago Bears fighting for their lives, taking on Green Bay and Lambeau. Um, what were your thoughts on this game? Honestly, it was just a slow start for the Bears. I think they came out really slow. Yeah, yeah, it was just a slow start. It was, I think, 21-3. to three. Uh, at going into halftime, or the go- the uh, Packers scored two touchdowns early in the third quarter to make it. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. Yes, so it was twenty-one to three, early in the third, and then the Bears started making a push back, and I thought they were actually at the end of the game they threw him hail mary that they looked like they were going to catch, but obviously didn't go their way. Uh, I was watching this as a Packers fan, so I was trying to chirp him as much as possible, but I I don't know. I think the Bears their record doesn't show how good of a team they are. I think they have potential to be good in the future, especially next year. Uh, So watch out for the Bears next year. Yeah, obviously the Bears made the playoffs last year. They actually got eliminated in this game. They got sent home packing by Green Bay. That's tough. Actually, this this decade, uh, Chicago is 4-16 against Green Bay. So it's been a tough stretch for Chicago. Uh, This game, uh, both players both quarterbacks in this one probably won't be on their on the respective teams next year but we'll get into that later the miami dolphins and ryan fitzpatrick taking on eli manning and the giants daniel jones has been out in the recent weeks so eli is at the helm uh getting to play in front of his home crowd aaron 
Uh, yeah. So, uh, honestly, battle of two weak teams. Uh, I think Giants. I, Giants haven't won since September going into this. Yeah, one. It, it was a, one. it was a good win. I think the only thing I see out of this game is it's Eli send off in a way. He's just kind of he's been rested all this time. He's kind of feeling a little healthier than he was when he was playing originally at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think I just think it was a bad like bad game for the Dolphins. They're just not a good team. So I think those show flashes of light when they make big plays and stuff like that. But honestly, there's not much to say about this game. It's a pretty sh- shitty game if you do if I do say so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Miami doesn't have any run game. Actually, Fitzpatrick is their leading rusher this season because of the injuries they have at that position. Uh, the Dolphins were playing spoiler a little bit in uh, um, November. Uh, they beat Indianapolis. Yeah, they got a couple wins there. They beat, they beat Philly. Hey, Aaron, they they took down the Eagles, but not uh, not in the bag against the Giants. Moving on, this one, a couple of Heisman winners from Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield and the Browns taking on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. You got this one right, Aaron. You took Arizona. What made you choose that avenue? Uh, I think it's just the Browns have so many issues. If you look at recent reports, you got Jarvis Landry saying he wants out. You have Odell Beckham saying he wants out. Everybody seems to want out of that team. When you have that, they're not going to win games. It's as simple as that, right? It's a very dysfunctional it's, locker room. Yeah, because Jar- like, I think there was one report where Jarvis Landry had to go pray. Well, not pray, sorry. Beg to get a pass thrown to him. And when that's an issue, like <laughs> oh. Jarvis Landry is one of your better receivers. Odell Beckham is one of your better receivers. You're not going to throw to them. You're not going to win games. And the Cardinals aren't that bad of a team. They ju- They have a couple good players that can make some big plays and make you pay for your mistakes so the browns are just they're not working as a team right now so they're probably going to lose i think they're not going to win another game there is only two games left so that's not that much of a hot take but we get cincinnati in week 17 so I we'll don't know. see i just want to ask you guys a question real quick about the browns what do you guys think it is you think it's coaching you think it's talent you think it's the personalities in the room what do you think it is i think it's multiple things i think that uh baker mayfield excelled in his freshman year Freshman. He's in a little this bit of a soft year. sophomore, sophomore slump. slump. I think the coaching is the problem, and there are reports that say they want to bring back Freddie Kitchens for next season. I don't know if that's a great idea. All I know is that um, yeah, the receiving receiving core in Cleveland is probably going to get shaken up in the off season, and the the names aren't going to be as flashy at the helm next year. If I they think choose that's honestly a good thing. And I think it is because those guys are a little hot-headed sometimes, and it's too many personalities in one they room. They are they are so much about too their many own cooks in the kitchen, own if you would. brand, I guess. You know, they yep. are they are so much about themselves, especially Odell. He, you can just see what he wears in pre-game stuff. It's all about him, me, not the team. Yeah, and I, I agree think, with I that. I think anywhere he goes, he's gonna continue to have problems. But I, he is an incredible talent, and uh, if a team can find how to use utilize him properly, they'll have success. But for now, the Browns continue to be a laughing stock. And Aaron, there was some history made on Monday Night Football in the Saints and Colts game. This was your other game that you got right. Yeah, I was watching this game, obviously, like a lot of people were. It's the only game going on Monday. What else would you rather do on a Monday night than watch some good old gridiron football? Right? With Booger and the boys. Booger McFarlane. That guy needs a new highlighter after every week. That's right. Yeah. All right, but yes, the Saints uh, killed the Colts. This kind of shocked me in a way. 
going into the season, I was kind of Colts high. I thought the Colts were going to be a lot better team. I thought Jacoby Brissett was going to be one of the better young quarterbacks in this league. And it's just gone downhill since the start of the season. And the Colts just haven't looked that great. And I think the Saints are kind of, they're a good team. They're a very good team. They have a really strong offense. They have a lot of weapons on def- on, sorry, on offense. They have a very strong defense, I mean. And yeah, Drew Brees broke a record, broke now has 541, I believe, touchdowns. That's right. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch this if you're a football fan. I guess everybody listening to this podcast probably is football fans. or It's, fa- it's true. Unless you're a family relative that just like, hey, just my, trying to do some shout good out to my work. grandma. Hey, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be fun to watch Brady and Breeze go at it, see how long this actually goes on for. It could be the, never know. It could only be the end of this year. It could be the end of next year. It could be three more years that they go at it like this. Yeah. Because right now Breeze has had 541 touchdowns. He passed Peyton Manning, um, who is at 539, if I'm correct. And yes. Brady right now is at 538. So yes. Ma- Manning's retired. He's done. Don't think any big comebacks are coming from Peyton. But no. uh, Tom Brady, who, yeah. knows, who knows how long he has left, right? He could get to – who knows? He might even get to like 600 for all we know. He might play another four seasons and get there. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Honestly, me either. Uh, another notable name cr- uh, creeping up the list, Aaron Rodgers, is getting somewhat close. It's going to take a few more years, though, I think, and a few hot seasons from the man. But he is going to at least get 500, probably more. Yeah, the one the one thing that was funny watching this game is you obviously last year Breeze broke the passing yards record. Yeah, and you're seeing his family up in the box expecting maybe they'll come down again, but I think it was kind of frowned upon just because they all know this record could be broken within like a couple of weeks. This could be Brady broken next off. week. Like. Yeah, but if Breeze doesn't get many touchdowns and Brady gets a couple, could be broken by next week. So the celebration would be not warranted at all, but. We'll see how that plays out. It's going to be fun to watch it. It's going to be kind of like steroid era in baseball. Just watching Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire go at it. That's right. That was a fun home run or a home run derby, basically, that they were in uh, in the 1998 season when Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs. Sosa hit 67, I believe it was. Yep. What a great year that was in baseball. But, uh, yeah, honestly, it'll be nice to see these guys, these legends slug it out for the rest of uh, their careers. Ooh, slug it. That's right. Get it? Baseball reference. Yeah, uh, I, I tried tons. that. I tried to throw that in. Anyway, okay. all right, yeah. So either way, the, the Saints <laughs> look really scary. The Colts, their season, they got actually got eliminated in this game too. So a couple eliminations in your games, Aaron. The Bears got eliminated. Um, and the the Browns, I believe, are still technically alive, but they need an absolute miracle. Yeah, it's 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 not looking good for the Browns at all. No, not at all. All right, I'll let you two clowns go at it here. Yeah. Um, normally I say hijack, but I'm not going to say that today. No, I'm not going to say it today. I said he doesn't like sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> not in a good mood today. Oh my gosh. Um. All right. So your first game. I'm trying to see. You picked the Raiders. Over the Jaguars, you got this one wrong. That was the only game I got wrong, and I was yeah, annoyed here because I thought the Raiders were going to win their final game in Oakland. No, Gardner Minshew proved me wrong, and uh, did you hear what he said after the game? I didn't, actually. Do you want to say it to me? I would like to say it to you. He said, you know, it's pretty cool to be a part of NFL history. He's like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be an Aflac trivia question in 20 years from now. I love this guy. The guy makes me laugh every week. 
The guy's great. It's a great one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, last game in Oakland for the Raiders. Uh, last game at the Coliseum. We're gonna be seeing them move to Las Vegas. The stadium looks amazing. It's a really good stadium. I saw it this summer actually. Looks there you really go. exciting. How about the Oakland fan base there at the end of this one? Absolutely, just it was angry. Yeah, I mean they lost, and that makes sense. If they won, I think it would have been a little bit of a different uh, vibe at the end there. But I mean, it's tough to lose in your last game at your uh, at your historic stadium there in your a- historic city. This has got to be Derek Carr's last season as a Raider, hey? Really? I disagree. I think he's back next year, hundred percent. You think he's not the reason why they're losing these games? No, I don't think so. I think Derek Carr is coming back one hundred percent. I don't know, man. I think I think the Raiders are just there's just so much wrong in that organization where it's just like they're so stuck in their old ways they're not going to change much so I think Derek Carr will be back but I don't think he should be back. I disagree that with that sense. statement actually. They traded Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper last year. I don't think they're stuck in their ways. They're down, they're open to change. I think I just think Derek Carr is coming back. I just don't think he's the answer to uh, succeed in that division. I don't think he's horrible. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's definitely not the worst. I don't think he's the worst either. I just think that his time in that organization is is done. I think they want to move on and see what 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 else is out there. Well, yeah, you got a lot of good young asset assets in that team, like Josh Jacobs, for example. Yeah. You could easily build a team with a draft pick here and make a big run in a couple of years. Because I just think you had that good season two years ago with the Raiders. Now they haven't had good seasons the past two seasons. And you kind of look at that, it's like, do you want to keep Derek Carr and just kind of ride this out and hope it turns around at some point? Or do you want to maybe move on and try and get get somewhere? Because you see a lot of these teams where they get stuck in their ways and they just slowly fall off. Like, I could see the Chargers if they don't... Like, obviously, Rivers might retire before they have to trade him. But if if Rivers sticks around and they don't move on for him... That could be a big issue for the Chargers because they could be stuck in their ways and just fall right off like the Giants did with Eli Manning. Well, the R- Rivers already came out and said this week that he's unsure if he'll be back in L.A. next year, which is basically him starting to say his goodbye, in my opinion. I don't think he's coming back next year at all. I think they're going to draft a quarterback or, like like you said, go out and uh, sign a quarterback. Yeah, like if you look at that division there, uh, the Chiefs obviously have their guy Mahomes for the future. The uh, Broncos are testing Drew Locke. And, and I think he's pretty good, actually. I think Locke's okay. I don't know if he's the man of the hour. for uh, And by hour, I mean I think he's going to be a lot like Derek Carr, where he's going to be okay, but never great. Yeah. I just find that, like, I think the Raiders are ready to finally turn the page on Carr. But we'll see what happens. It's It could be a busy offseason in Oakland. It could be, for Derek, sure. Derek Carr's just been going downhill since his almost possible MVP season. Uh, two years ago when he tore his ACL. Well, he's had injury problems. But yeah. He, I mean, he's been healthy lately, and they've been losing games. Obviously, That's true. Last year, everyone was saying that they were the, they were like the Miami Dolphins this year at the start of the season when everyone was was saying they're, tank, they're tanking. And the Raiders had three picks in last year's draft, and they drafted fairly well. They got Josh Jacobs, um, Colin Farrell yep. as well. So they've got some nice pieces there. I know they traded Mack, and I know they traded... Cooper to the Cowboys and stuff. But you know what? The future, I think, is decently bright on the defensive side of the ball. They just got to find their quarterback. Yeah, I think the future is bright for Oakland. I don't I don't think they need to find a quarterback, honestly. I think Derek Carr can get the job done. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's time to make a switch because something's not right there. So unless they're making a coaching change, something's got to change. But let's move on to your next game. 
We have the Bills versus Steelers. You picked the Bills, which is kind of a good choice as of right now. The Bills are looking hot, having one of their best seasons in the last 20 years. Actually, correction, their best season in the last 20 years. It's the first time the Bills have won 10 games in a season um, since the 90s, I believe. Yeah, no, so, the Bills are. Yeah, they're, they're looking was, really uh, good. So yeah, what you, what was your uh, thought process? This was a uh, this was the defensive game all the way through. Well, I t- said last week uh, when I picked the Bills, I just trust Josh Josh Allen more than I trust uh, Devlin Hodges, and uh, that was basically the difference in the game. The defenses kind of canceled each other out a little bit, but uh, Duck Hodges threw four interceptions, I believe. Two, three, four? He threw four interceptions. That's just not good enough on a Sunday night game for a team that's looking to make a playoff push right here. So I get the Bills' defense is really, really good, but uh, not not very impressed with Hodges in this game. And uh, I was very impressed with the Bills. Their defense looked very good, and Josh Allen performed uh, fairly well against a very, very good defense. So a lot of credit to the Bills in this game. They actually hit the 10-win mark for the first time this century. So congrats to Bills Mafia. I'm sure some folks were jumping through tables a lot last of table, night. Hey. A lot of tables yeah. broken on Sunday night. And on national television, too. First na- or first Sunday night game in 12 years. So, And 12, last year, time was 12 years ago, they got killed by the New England 56 Patriots. 56 to 10. Yeah, they lost by a lot. Wow. So they did. That was the year the Patriots went perfect, though. Yeah, it's, so, tough. it's tough when you go up against uh, a yeah. perfect team like New England. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's move on to your next game. A game that basically means absolutely nothing. Uh, the Bucks versus the Lions. I don't think this game meant nothing. It meant Jameis Winston keeps his job next year. He's been going off the next... The okay, last... sorry. Correction. Means nothing for the standings-wise because neither of these teams are in the playoffs. Yeah. There it, mean, it meant nothing uh, in the standings, but I watched this game a little bit because I had uh, Jameis Winston starting as my fantasy quarterback. The guy, I don't understand. Like... How is this guy? I didn't even look like he was like even had a chance of losing his job in this game. He threw for what four hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns, I think, like something ridiculous like that. And uh, and then next week he could come out and throw four picks for eighty five yards. Like he's the weirdest quarterback in the NFL by far. He looks really really good this week and he's looked good a couple weeks in a row. I believe this is the Bucks' uh, fourth win in a row. Um, so this is I think the Buccaneers are the weirdest team in football right now. I don't understand what they're doing like if they're good if they're not good i just have no idea well they have some great weapons at the receiving core but they it took a bit of a hit this week because mike evans is out now for the rest and of the chris season chris godwin got hurt and too chris godwin got hurt and is looking like he's doubtful for their saturday game against houston this uh, upcoming week so right. we'll see who winston's gonna throw the ball to if uh, both his top dudes are out yeah it should be interesting oj howard could uh move into a more advanced role here as a receiver. Uh, it should be interesting because you know if Jameis Winston's going to be throwing the ball down the field, we just don't know who to who, exactly. to who yet. All right. Yeah, I think the Bucs, uh, it's just a tough year, especially a lot of powerhouses in the NFC right now. Uh, the wild card's obviously a tough one to make it in right now when you have the Vikings, Seahawks, and 49ers in there right now battling for that one. So it's just going to be... It, any other year, they might still be in playoff talks as of right now. Yeah, I agree. And then my last game, what was one it, that, Aaron? One that shocked me, honestly. Not for the fact that the Cowboys... Sorry, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. Not for the fact that the Cowboys won, but for the fact of how bad they killed the Rams. I did not think the Rams were going to get killed this bad, the way they were playing, how well they've been playing the past couple weeks. Jack, you got this one right. 
You finally got one on the Cowboys. Finally picked the Cowboys right this time. Three weeks in a row, you've picked the Cowboys, and, and uh, finally was, got you. Yeah, a win. exactly. This I actually watched a lot of this game because this was the four twenty-five game, I believe. That's right. Um, yeah, this the Cowboys looked ridiculously good in this game. Like I don't know where it came from. I don't know where this team's been all year. Uh, I I was texting Dallas. I'm like, did Jason Garrett just save his job? Maybe no. Um, no, I don't. Like, the Cowboys looks really really good, and I would be uh, a little bit scared if I was the Eagles right now going to play them next week on America's Game of the Week. But uh, who knows? The Cowboys could come back and be the Cowboys we saw uh, at the beginning of the year and basically up to that game right there. So uh, I was very impressed with the Cowboys, but I know it's probably not sustainable. It's just hard to see how the Rams played so poorly in this game. They gave up 475 yards on offense in a game that kind of they really needed to win to keep their slim playoff chances alive. They now yeah, sit two it, games it was their, back. Of it the, was their Vikings. most important game of the year, and they just did not yeah. show up. Jared Goff has a uh, injury, though, to his thumb, so his throwing hand uh, was definitely affected in this game. A lot of his throws were off, short, long, any way you want to put it. All uh, of that. So, yeah, obviously that probably played a huge factor. And um, yeah, the, But the, the defense just completely got uh, got dominated. So, obviously, this is it's kind of surprising because the Rams have had a lot of big wins. They absolutely killed Arizona. They had a huge win against Seattle on Sunday Night Football. You're playing in America's Game of the Week, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be for the L.A. Rams. I guess not. I guess not. And for anyone who's counting... That's three and one this week for Jack. Pretty go, exciting Jack. stuff. Pretty exciting stuff. Yes. Let's move on to Dallas here. His first game was the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, this one obviously has a lot had a lot of impact because the winner would kind of take um, like a sole possession of the AFC South. And Houston came to play. Deshaun Watson and the Texans come out and beat Ryan Tannehill and the Titans 24-21. Uh, I, I really like Houston. They've had some really big wins this season, uh, specifically against Kansas City. They beat the Chiefs on the road, and then they also beat the New England Patriots uh, at home. And another game that means a lot, they, they won. So Houston has won some big games this year. I know they've had some questionable losses, uh, specifically against Denver at home. They gave up 38 points. Yeah, I do that have was my a weird one. I do have my concerns about this team, but uh, they do seem to show up and rise to the occasion when – games are really on the line talk so. about a pretty inconsistent team this this team can get lit up by denver and then go in and beat the patriots the chiefs and then the titans as well who are one of the hottest teams in the nfl going into this week mm-hmm. so very interesting with the texans your next game was the eagles versus the redskins and urban meyer was in attendance for this game maybe the next head coach of the redskins i gotta give carson wentz some credit here he's throwing to some no-namers right now and they came up with a huge win at the end to uh, hold that, that is a, it's a division game for tie-breaking standards. They really needed to win this game, especially um, for this upcoming week against the Cowboys for momentum purposes and for tie-breaking purposes. So, yeah, obviously the Eagles came out and got the win. Exciting times for Carson Wentz. It, it wasn't always the prettiest from the Eagles, but, um, yeah, a lot of people in Philly are wanting a statue for Boston Scott. So I've been Boston reading that on Twitter. So it's it's kind of funny. The Eagles are um, doing what they can with what they've got. It's kind of funny because uh, earlier this season, everyone in Philly was absolutely tearing on guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. 
But then the argument goes, well, look at what Wentz is playing with now. It's absolutely garbage. Well, the grass like, is always you, greener. Exactly. It's like you can't have it both ways, Philly. You either have, I don't think anybody was ripping on Deshaun I, uh, Jackson, though. I just think they needed to appreciate what they had a little one, bit more. One guy. Yeah. How but many he, teams, how he many teams have one healthy. guy? He hasn't really been healthy this year, though. He hasn't Deshaun been healthy Jackson. at all this year. Yeah, he got hurt saying, the first week of the season. All I'm saying is it's like if anybody's team lost their number one wide receiver, it's a big hit. The Saints lose Michael Thomas. That's a big hit to their Wait, team. Are you calling Jackson the number one? Jackson's receiver number in one receiver in Philly right now. Oh. I would agree with that. No. Did you, how many yards do you have is. week one? How many yards do you have week one? He's a deep threat. He's a, he's like Will and Fuller in, in Houston. Okay, Alshon Jeffrey's a good receiver. Except Deshaun Jackson. Except the Eagles one. don't have a DeAndre Hopkins. I would say Deshaun Jackson's better than Alshon Jeffrey as well. No, he isn't. All right. Anyways, your okay, next game. You got to explain it to me. You can't just say no, he isn't. Explain it, please. I'm saying that he's... I already did. I said that he's a deep threat and that Elshon, Je- Elshon Jeffrey is way more consistent. He's going to get you yards every game. If Deshaun Jack... And besides, he gets hurt all the time. How can he be a number one receiver when he cannot, can't ever play a 16-game if season? If he is in a game, he's the number one receiver for the Eagles. 100%. But I'm saying that he's a he's a deep threat, though. Your, your number one receiver should never be this deep threat, like lucky, go lucky or don't, you know? Mike Evans is a deep threat wide receiver. No, but he makes like he doesn't just get fly routes and makes catches. He go he's like a very good route runner. He makes all kinds of catches. He makes all kinds of plays. Did you say Deshaun Jackson's not a good route runner? No, I'm saying that Deshaun Jackson only makes plays on fly routes. They send what? him deep. Yeah, he's like he's really known for his speed and making highlight catches. He's a deep threat receiver and that's it. He's not gonna get you ten catches a game. He's not All right, gonna... we're moving on. This is wow. He's he, how can you call him your number one receiver? I'm not si- what Elshon Jeffrey clearly is. Do you see what you're paying Jeffrey compared to what you're paying Jackson? Yeah, so so Just that Jack- means that he's your number one receiver. I would say when Deshaun Jackson is on the field, Carson Wentz is looking his way every time before he's looking Elshon Jeffrey's way. Yeah. That's just my Deshaun opinion. Deshaun Jackson has better hands. I'm than not saying Deshaun Jackson's a bad uh, player by any means. I'm just saying he's. Alshon Jeffrey makes way, There's a reason way Deshaun... more money than Deshaun Jackson, and it's because he he has way more number one receiver qualities. I know he's not having a great year, and he's also been hurt. Sorry, but... hold, sorry, hold on. Who's making more money, Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles? Why are we going to talk? No, about who's making that? more money, Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles? What the hell is this? Nick Foles and who and who's on the bench right now? Nick Foles. So it doesn't always They're matter about the money because Minshew got killed the, the last that week. Doesn't. Oh my god. He got killed by the Chargers. <laughs> he got absolutely. You're, la- you're laughing like you you just proved a point, man. It doesn't matter about, about the money. For? Money doesn't always matter. It doesn't describe who the best player is. Just because you get paid a lot doesn't mean you're the best player in the league. Remember Sam Bradford got a huge contract with the Cardinals. I'm saying that Elshon Jeffrey... Have you heard, of bad, con- have you heard like a- of bad contracts? It's a thing. So you're saying that Elshon Jeffrey was supposed to be the number one guy in Philly, but he's not. Is that what you're telling me? I'm yes. saying after week one watching the game, yes. Deshaun Jackson was targeted more times than Elshon Jeffrey. Elshon Jeffrey was hurt, obviously. I'm saying Elshon Jeffrey was paid to be the number one receiver, but Deshaun Jackson is the number one, rece- one, number one receiver. Can we move on, please? I think so. Are you guys going to be okay? 
Aaron Jeffrey didn't eat my sandwich. Today. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> getting personal again. Alright. My next game, I'm just gonna take this over. Thank you very much. Uh oh, this is Dallas's game, sorry. Dallas had the Vikings versus the Chargers in this uh, and the yeah, the Vikings. The Chargers rolled. have to play sixteen road games every season. This field was highlighted with purple jerseys uh, scattered across the Not stadium. Scattered. They were just full of purple. Yeah, I, I they kinda, weren't scattered. I, I sort of said the sentence right. Maybe I could have worded it better. Either way, Kirk Cousins. Um, good thing this game wasn't on Sunday Night Football. That's all I'm gonna say. That's true. The Chargers would have won that the game in uh, that sense. You uh, you want to talk about uh, big blows in this game? Yes, the Vikings won, but Dalvin Cook left with an injury and didn't return, and I don't think he's expected to play next week which is a huge hit for the Vikings offense. It really is. He basically runs this offense. So the offense runs through him. If there's one thing that the Vikings can, um, if it's a silver lining at all, it's that the Rams lost this week and that they won, ultimately basically securing them a playoff spot. It it's did, gonna they take... basically clinched their playoff spot this week, but they did lose maybe their best player on offense. So Yeah, and who knows? Obviously... Uh, they'd like to secure the division and get that division win, but it looks like they're going to have to do it without Cook, uh, which is a huge blow. And I don't think Adam Thielen is healthy either. Don't they play the Packers this week? They do play the Packers this week. Very, it's a shame we're not doing picks on the podcast this week. It is a shame. shame. The Vikings are actually favorites, favored in that game. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, the, Bron- Our, the Broncos and the Chiefs in the last one. That was one. your last game, yeah. Drew, Drew Locke is starting for Denver now. Um Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are—they're hot again. They're—they're they're a really good football team. They so. are. They've, uh, yeah, they're uh, proving something right now. Kansas City rolled over Denver. They held Denver to three points. It's funny. Denver scored 38 last week against Houston. This week, only three points in the mile. Uh, not in the mile. Uh, in the it was mile. in uh, the snowy Arrowhead. And snowy Arrowhead Stadium. So yes. yeah, the Denver obviously a lot of question marks still, but they're playing a really good team in Kansas City. Uh, the, the Chiefs have the AFC West locked up. They uh, they get the Sunday night game against Chicago next week. What so. did you uh, What did you go here? Sorry, let's recap here. I what did went you go? Um, three and one. There you week. go. So I went three and one. Dallas went three and one. Aaron went. I forget. Aaron, what did two you? Two and do? two. Two and two. Perfect. So a pretty solid week all around, guys. Not not too bad. No negative records. No negative no. records. I think that's not pretty bad. solid. It's not bad. So yeah, right. obviously the next two weeks of football will be exciting, but. Um, uh, let's let's take a look. Obviously, it's uh, 2019 is wrapping up. We have two more weeks of football, but it's it's really it's sometimes what you got to do is look back at uh, some and enjoy some the great good moments. old days. And then yeah, exactly. Enjoy and, the good old days. And and that's what we are gonna do. There's lots of them. Obviously, uh, there were some impactful moments, some wild games that still have people talking to this day, and wild plays. Uh, Jack Clark, let's start with you. Wait, before us, what, are, what are we doing wait, here? We're we gonna wait. go around one at a time. Here, is that what we're doing? Let's 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 do it. Yeah, one All right. at a time. Before before we start, can I just mention something that's not so great of this decade? Um, yes. Fun fact: the Browns are the only team in this decade to not have a winning record. I that's saw true. that. That's that amazing. sucks to be a Browns fan. They have a winning percentage close to two fifty, which means on average they win. One game out of every four what games a they play. What disappointing franchise. It's not, it's not even that. It's just not a winning season this whole decade. It's just 10 bad seasons. Really anyway, bad that's seasons. tough. Including one, they went 0-16. Yeah, they were... And uh, their fans wore paperbacks. Didn't they go 1-15 once, too? They went 0-16, and, and then they went 1-15. and 15. You know who they beat that one year? And with that one win... And they one... beat Philip Rivers and the Chargers. That they on did Christmas. on Christmas Eve. That's right. Josh Lambeau... 
shanked a kick. I remember watching that. And then Baker so Mayfield sad. got drafted. They went seven and nine. Everyone was feeling good this season. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, they're six and eight right no. now, and a lot of questions to be answered. No. All right. So we're gonna do our top three moments from this decade in twenty or in. In, in our opinions, I guess. 2010, it starts. 2019, to this day, I guess it ends. It does. It ends right now. So, I'm going to go with my first one here. It's not, not the best one in my... It's not... We're, I'm going to start with my least favorite and then go to my favorite kind of thing. Sure. And my least favorite, which is still an incredible play and still my top three favorite, is Tim Tebow in 2010. What was that, 2010? 2012? 2010? 2012. 2012, sorry, my bad. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC wildcard game. What a the overtime pass to Demarius Thomas going to the house to win the game and beat the Steelers. What a moment this was. The lefty thrown to Demarius Thomas and he just pulled away. It was incredible. I remember watching it. Yeah, Tim Tebow era was one of the uh, most exciting eras in football. It was so interesting. Um, everyone was doing the Tim Tebow taking the Tebow knee. Tebow time, baby. Yeah, everyone was loving Tim Tebow back in the day. The man's now. Uh, an anchor on the SEC for football, and um, he also plays baseball for the New York Mets Isn't organization. Isn't he in the Mets system still? That's yeah, right. What yeah. is he playing? Double A ball he this year. He was playing Double A this year. Yeah, there was there was rumors last season that he might get called up to the Mets because they were out of the playoff race, and it would have been like a good. Um, Kind of media attention grab. I think, uh, yeah, they should call him up and put him on the bench for uh, and give, make him like a pinch hitter in like the third inning or something. It's always fun <laughs> to watch him in spring training playing baseball nowadays. But yeah, his Quite best funny. days, obviously, uh, that playoff game with Denver. That is the peak of his career when he sure threw was. that ball to Demarius Thomas and just the second Demarius Thomas caught it, you know he's gone. Like he just he stiff armed the one defender and he was gone. No one was gonna catch him. It was incredible. Uh, crazy play. The Denver crowd went nuts. And I'm a Chargers fan, so Denver's a division rival. But that play was just incredible. Aaron, Who's next? Aaron Jeffrey. Oh, we're going around? We're going so, around. So you want me to hear my third or my first? Let's just hear your third. My yeah, third? Build, All right. We'll, we'll finish off with our... Uh, All right, so I'm going to go with Eli Manning beating Tom Brady for the second time, which happened in 2012, making him until 2017 the only quarterback to beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Which is just kind of impressive to me. And honestly, it was just, it was one of those Super Bowls. He had a good run right at the end. He made a nice pass. Uh, I believe it was 30 yards to Manny, Manningham. Mario Manningham. There you go. I did know the name. Uh, just, it was just one of those moments uh, you see, and it's just it was just memorable. Obviously, it's my third moment, not my top favorite moment of all time, but still a very good moment watching. Manning beat Brady, who seemed to not be able to be beaten in the Super Bowls. You saw him beat him twice. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, it was kind of crazy because that season, the Giants, uh, in Week 17, hadn't clinched the division yet. They uh, played Tony Romo and the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football for the division, and then they uh, won that game and went on an absolute tear. It's all about getting hot at the right time, everyone. So, yeah, the Giants went 10-6 and six that year, and they won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, good for Eli Manning winning his second Super Bowl. The guy's yeah. no doubt a Hall of Famer. Uh, anyone that wants to debate it is going to lose, and I'm a Cowboy fan. Well, they're, they're probably go. six years old. What's this? They're, they're probably six years old. They if are they're, probably young. I was going to say, are you calling me a six-year-old No, Aaron? no. If they're, if they're thinking he's not, he, they're probably six years old because they missed his whole actual career. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Let's hear yours, Dallas. It was a cold, windy night in Minnesota. Oh, boy. 
This is your third? Third down. It okay. was, of course, the one and only Stefan Diggs making a nice catch that came from Case Keenum. They just needed they were they were just trying to tie the game up. They were on their own 30, 40 yard line uh, out of timeouts, and Stefan Diggs makes an incredible catch. And Marshawn Lattimore of the Saints got risky business trying to make a big hit, and Stefan Diggs avoided the hit and had a free path to the end zone, uh, escaping Lattimore and making the Minneapolis Miracle. Uh, the Min- Minnesota Miracle, some call it Minneapolis Miracle. This is 100% my third uh, incredible moment. Uh, honestly, it could beat number two and it could beat number one, but uh, th- this game was nuts. Uh, Stefan Diggs took his helmet off in the end zone, whipped it. I was fired up. I, uh, I was watching this game live. Uh, it was it was just an incredible moment. Everyone was absolutely shocked. It was uh, kind of funny because there was that 95, 98-year-old grandma at the game. Do you guys remember that story? I do remember that story. And then Minnesota got absolutely killed the next week, 44-7 to the Eagles. It's just like, what a way. What a way for that. And uh, we'll set you up later, Aaron, obviously. But, yeah, the Minneapolis, Minnesota Miracle comes in at number three for me. There you go. You ready for my number two? I am. I'm going to go with Richard Sherman in Michael Crabtree. What a play by Richard Sherman in the NFC Championship game. Uh, what a play by Richard Sherman this was. To go, I mean, this is one of the best plays by a corner I've seen ever. He, The way he got a hand on this ball was incredible. The play itself was incredible, but was even more incredible was Richard Sherman at the post-game interview talking about how uh, Michael Crabtree was a soy receiver, and that's what happens when you put soy receivers against Richard Sherman, and that's when Richard Sherman hit the map and became one of the top cornerbacks in the league, and it was definitely one of my favorite moments of this this decade just because of how much Richard Sherman exploded after this one play. It was incredible. You talking about the best? Talking about the best. Talking about the best. Talking about the best. Talking about the best. There you go. Best line of all time. There it is. All right. Um, Yeah, great moment. Uh, Honestly, the interview, I think, was better than the entire game. The play gets under, like, the play gets, like, the bottom, like, the play gets overwhelmed by the interview, but the play itself was just incredible. Sherman was, like, all the way back and just stuck his hand up and it was incredible. It was, like, it was a very good play. Especially, and you know what else was very impressive about it? Is that in that in like corners are at such a disadvantage right now at in the at this point in the NFL right now where you can barely breathe on a receiver without without it being pass interference. It was so clean too. Like it was just such a great play by Richard Sherman where he didn't make contact with uh, Crabtree or anything. It was just very well executed and just a great play. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll head into my second. Uh, I have to disclose this before I say this. I do not like the Patriots for any means, but. Who cannot mention the Patriots in one of these? Because they have had so many big moments. And who could miss the Patriots' comeback against the Atlanta Falcons down 28-3? to Who could m- miss that moment in a top of all time? Maybe even... It was, it was honestly one of the best Super Bowls of all time. Just how that all unfolded. First ever Super Bowl game to end in overtime. Uh, Tom Brady made a bunch of big plays... 450 uh, passing yards yeah. in that game. The Edelman um, catches, which turned that, that game around. I was just about to mention the Edelman catch that looked like it wasn't a catch. But and did, somehow but you did watch that James replay. White even score on that last play of the game? Oh, yeah, he crossed Or was his knee yeah. down before the ball it crossed? Either way, they were going to win. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, big win. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, so we'll head on to uh, Dallas's next one. Sure, yeah. So uh, my second one, my third one was the Minnesota Miracle. My second one is going to take a bit of a turn here. But I think I'm going to go with the Des Bryant catch that was called. You're changing it up on the fly. Yeah. This one, this catch caused so much controversy that they actually had to change the rule. And if the ball skins the ground, uh, if a player possesses uh, any kind of possession before um, going to the ground, they call it a catch now. And the Des Bryant thing changed uh, the ruling on this. Des Bryant and Tony Romo on fourth down connected for what looked to be a clear catch. It ruined a perfect playoff game for the Cowboys and Packers. They had a nice five-minute review before calling this an incomplete pass. I've never seen so many people on Twitter in absolute rage. There were cowboy haters even saying, "It's it's this is crazy. This is, has to be a catch. It has to be. So I, I think my number two here has to be the, um, the Green Bay uh, – Dallas game in the playoffs back in 2014. Also, this was one of Romo's last games in the playoffs before he had to retire. So yeah, I think this this yeah one, that was a that was a nuts game. It was nuts. But did he catch it? Obviously. Okay. Was, fair enough. I'm, Are you I'm ready? Cow- I'm an Eagles fan, and it was a catch. You ready for a number one? Aaron's gonna like it. Aaron's gonna like it. I, this a lot of people would like wouldn't consider this as like a number one play, but I just remember watching this Sorry, live and my jaw hitting the floor. The Deshaun Jackson punt return against the Giants, the miracle in the Meadowlands, just the, it's not so much like it was a great play, obviously, but the fact is just, it was just in the moment, and it was just absolutely flipping incredible. He dropped the ball, he muffed the punt, picked it up, and torched every single Giants defender. It was absolutely incredible. It was a Christmas game, a little cold, a little snowy. It was just, I'll never forget it. And it was like, it's my favorite play of this decade and maybe ever. I got to be honest. It was yeah. absolutely nuts. Uh, yeah, honestly, a lot of big plays coming from Deshaun Jackson. I know you still think he's not number one. Maybe, <laughs> I, I'm starting to think maybe Alshon is going to be number one. But I think this year they were going to look to Deshaun Jackson a lot if he was healthy. You saw that in week one. He was targeted tons more than Alshon Jeffrey. I think there's a lot more plays they can We're do. We're not with talking about this anymore, but Aaron. I, all I'm getting at is Deshaun Jackson may, makes a lot of big plays. He's a playmaker. This was one of them. I hear he eats sandwiches that his friends give him. Oh my gosh. Okay, Aaron, what was your number one? You're supposed to talk now, Aaron. Aaron Jeffrey, will you please speak up and talk and get the sandwiches out of your mouth? Are you going to keep mentioning sandwiches? Yes, he is. Are you going to keep know mentioning that- Deshaun Jackson? He mentioned Deshaun Jackson. All I said was I, yes, I backed him. All right. Aaron, what's your first I'm going to go to my last one. Obviously, another Philadelphia Eagles one. This is not biased by any means. I promise it is not because I'm an Eagles fan. It is because it is one of the best plays of all time. The Philly special, the trick play, fourth and one on the goal line. A snap to Corey Clement, pitch to Trey Burton. And toss to Nick Foles for the touchdown. Philadelphia Eagles go on to win their first Super Bowl ever. Historic Super Bowl as well. Most yards ever in an NFL game. Just an amazing game overall. Uh, It was just one of those plays that you look at and you're just like, wow. What just happened? As an Eagles fan, obviously, I was like, wow. I don't know what to say. 
I'm just going to watch this video a million times because afterwards, I think I still watch that video today whenever I am needing a good old smile. Yeah, so uh, Dallas, unless anybody wants to say anything about that, I'll leave it at that. No argument there. What an incredible play. I just... Another one of those plays where your jaw hit the floor the second you saw it happening. Yeah, good good for Nick Foles, who made that insane catch. Uh, Nick Foles is his name, who now is on Jacksonville. But, yeah, he, he was really uh, quite the piece in Philly. They love him in Philly. Uh, everyone loves him in Philly, except, I think, this one guy doesn't like him. But I, everyone else loves him. You were just trying to pick okay. a fight, aren't Hold you? On. Hold no, on. no, I, I, Hold enjoy, on. I, I Hold thought on. that play was Hold real. on. Nope, not holding on. Hold I'm going to talk. Hold on. Screw you. I never said I am not grateful for what Nick Foles did. I never said I do not love Nick Foles. I said he is not that great of a quarterback. He is older. He is not. He was never that great of a quarterback. He had a historic run with Philadelphia. I love the man for it. He is not a good quarterback, though. How many times are we going to talk about Nick Foles on this podcast? Unbelievable. One too a many. ridiculous amount of times. Well, all I know is that uh, at least Trey Burton didn't throw an interception on the one-yard line there. But someone who did this decade, Russell Wilson, uh, who comes in on my number one. Great segue, by the way. The Malcolm Butler interception that won New England a Super Bowl. Uh, Obviously, this game had so much uh, amazing plays that happened. The Jermaine Kearse catch that got Seattle into the red zone. The most No one talks about that, but that was an incredible catch. It was. It You've was never heard of the catch. guy since, have you? But no. An absolutely ridiculous catch. He actually like suffered one of like the worst injuries a guy can, minus the Alex Smith injury that was suffered last year. He was He's out for the rest of the season this year. He's, he's had a lot of injury problems since that amazing catch, but um, obviously this catch, we'll talk about it. Uh, they were on like the 40 with like 30 seconds left. I believe they had a timeout or so, and they went deep. Jermaine Kearse with the amazing bobble catch. But that's put, not what you're talking about. Put Seattle on the five. First and goal on the five. They run it to guess who? Marshawn Lynch down at the one. Second and goal. 20 seconds left. Think they're going to run it to Marshawn Lynch again, right? No, no. Wrong. The worst part about that play is he wasn't even on the field. Marshawn Lynch got pulled off the field. He wasn't even on the field. There's not even a threat of him running. Even if they threw that ball on the one and Maybe he's on the field. could go down as the worst play call ever. Yes. Could Terrible. be. It could. Sure, the result sure says so. Malcolm Butler read the play beautifully, intercepted the ball um, in the end zone to clinch a Super Bowl for That guy has made a lot of money off that one interception because he has not done squat with the rest of his career. Yeah, in Tennessee, he's a little overpaid, but obviously it's good when teams like Washington and Tennessee overpay these stars. Washington overpaid for uh, Josh Norman. You remember that? I do. He was an all-pro, though. so he, like he... he gets benched, though, in Washington because he gets exposed now. Well, he doesn't Washington I can understand a little bit more because he was an all-pro. He had a couple good years of being a great corner. He like uh, Malcolm Butler just made an interception. Yes, it was huge, but... Uh, that's about it. He hasn't Overall, really done anything though, he, other than that. He was that. a number one guy there in New England. I don't know if he was. Anyways. Anyway, yeah, that's our top decades of the moments. Obviously, uh, we missed out on some stuff, but um, there, there's just so much awesome that happened this uh, this year. If you have anything at home and you really want it to be known to us, maybe we can mention it on another podcast. You can tweet at us 
or Instagram us at Dallas. You want to say the handle right now? Go. On Twitter, we are at 115sports. And on Instagram, we are at 115sports underscore. There we so go. Give us a follow. Shout out to the only other person on Instagram who has 115sports. What are you doing with your life? I Get know, out of right? here. We got to find them. Up. That's us. We want that. We have a podcast. Yeah, what do you have? We're on Spotify. Come you on. have an at. That's what you have. You probably don't even use the account anymore. Literally. You piece of garbage, whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sorry about that. Hot garbage. What are we doing? Podcast? Is that what we're doing? That is what we're doing, actually. Yes. That we're, is. We're, we're definitely doing. not eating sandwiches. I know we're that. We're not oh, doing that. My goodness. Okay. We're going to move on to a next new segment. It is basically the playoff breakdown. With only two weeks left, a lot of spots are already secured. How this is going to work is we're just going to go around the table. I'm going to ask you, you think it stays the same? Or do you think there's going to be a change? So... AFC playoff picture. You have the Ravens at one. Do you think that stays the same, Dallas? I think the Ravens are going to stay at one. They get uh, a couple nice tests, though, to finish off the season. They get Pittsburgh in week 17. And in week 16, I believe, the Ravens are fortunate enough to go up against the or the, um, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. So yeah. uh, I think like, this week won't be much of a test, but in week 17... The Steelers are going to be right in the mix, but I got the Ravens at one. Okay, I I totally agree with you. I think the Ravens are staying. Uh, Jack, what do you think about the Ravens? I think they're staying as well as the one seed. Perfect. All right, moving on. Oh, the lights just went off. Oh, that was fancy. That was spooky. I kind of liked it. I'm kind of sketched out right now. I kind of. I know nobody it. can see this up. at home, but all the lights. The just, lights just went out and came back out. on. Turn them off again. It, hey, was, it was fun, the, guys. It's the Super Bowl. Guys, it's the haunted sandwich ghost. Shut them off. Okay. Um, All right. Number two in the AFC is the New England Patriots. Do you think they stay at number two? This one could be a possibility, in my opinion, as a switch. They play the Buffalo Bills this week. I could see the Bills beating them. Ready for this. I got an opinion on this. I don't think the Patriots are the number two seed, but I think the Chiefs become the number two seed. I can agree with that. Well, the Chiefs have the tiebreaker because uh, Kansas City went into Foxborough and ended their 21-game win streak at home. Exactly. So if Kansas City can uh, tie their record with New England, they will get the two seed over the Patriots. And I think it's very possible because, yeah, like you said, New England faces a tough task this week there you go. taking on the Bills. So Unfortunately, I, I think the Bills lose this week in Foxborough. But uh, uh, I do think the, uh, the Bills should... Um, so what how do you? So I thought you said Hold the Chiefs on. come into number two. So that's what I mean. I think the Bills lose. The the Bills so have to they, beat the, New England. If the Bills oh, do they? If the Bills New lose, the Patriots are, New England is a game up right yeah, now. If the on, Bill, uh, sorry, if the Bills lose, sorry, I'm all shook Patriots up by the lights going off. Out. So yes. So I think we can all agree. I think the. I think I can see the Patriots falling down. Because I think the Patriots too. are going to lose. They're still the going to be in front of their division though at yes. the top because yes. they they'll have the tiebreaker over Buffalo even if the Bills win this upcoming week due to the fact that the Bills uh, yeah. don't have the tiebreaker over New England. Miami's got to get their annual win over the Patriots now. That's right. There you it go. Last it year, didn't happen in Miami this year, so it has to happen in New England, I guess. It's got to happen. Okay, number four. I think one that's kind of almost already set in stone because of the previous game this week, the Houston Texans sit at number four. 
see this change or you think it's going to kind of stay the same? It's very possible it could change because if Kansas City loses in Chicago this week, we play the scenario when they win, but the scenario when they lose could be different because Kansas City could lose, Houston could win. They'd have the same record, Houston has the tiebreaker. Yeah. There you go. Fair enough. I, I see Kansas City winning, uh, and I see the Texans staying at number four. I don't see them... Uh, falling behind the Titans now. I think it's very hard to fall behind the Titans now. They have to lose both games, and the Titans have to win both. Uh, so I believe I think it's going to stay the same for the most part. Division-wise, I just see the Chiefs moving up to two. Yeah. Then you got the wild card. Obviously, I think we kind of decided as a team the Bills are staying at the five spot. Yeah, Bills aren't Bills are five spot. I don't think they can beat the Patriots. I don't think it's really going to happen. The Bills have actually clinched the five spot because they're ten and four right now. Both Pittsburgh and Tennessee are eight and six, and Buffalo has beaten both Pittsburgh and Tennessee this year. The only way they wouldn't is I'm, if... I'm just saying they could go up to two, but I think we've decided as a group then yeah. probably not. Not not sorry not to. Well, I guess. They could go to yeah, six they actually could go. if Tennessee skips over Houston and then Houston comes in at ten and five, but it's it's yeah. that's a very I guess the Bills could technically situation. go as high as three right now. Maybe even two if the Chiefs lose both. Yeah, the highest they can do is two because they'll be tied yeah. with uh Baltimore at twelve yeah. and four. Um so yeah, so I think the Bills are probably gonna stay at five. I don't see them I don't see the Patriots losing their last two games here. I don't think Bill Belichick will let that happen. Then you have the Steelers. This is where it gets interesting. Steelers, do you see the Titans taking them over? Do you think the Steelers are going to stay strong? I see the Titans taking them over. Uh, I think the Titans are a pretty solid football team. I know they hit a bit of a wall this week against the Texans, but they were one of the hottest teams in the NFL going into that game. And I think they bounce back next week. And I think the Titans win out and get uh, get into the wild card spot. Wow, the Titans have a very difficult schedule. Like I'm going to have to disagree with you. Pittsburgh gets a cupcake this week when they take on the New York Jets. Tennessee welcomes in Drew Brees and the Saints. I I mean, it is possible the Saints are only three-point favorites, but it's going to be hard to win that game. And then they have to deal with Houston in Week 17 while Pittsburgh goes to Baltimore. But I, I can see what has to happen is Tennessee's got to jump them at some point. And I don't see that happening unless the Steelers uh, absolutely come out flat against the Jets. Yeah, I, even though I don't like agreeing with them, I think i got to agree with Dallas here. I think the Steelers are just going to pull out um, a strong, well, obviously not strong wins, but I think they're probably going to win their next two games, possibly. And I think they're probably going to be in the playoffs. I don't, obviously, I don't see them jumping over anybody, so I think they're probably going to sit right in that uh, sixth seed and have to play a, a road game in the wild card round. We head to the NFC now. This one's a little bit different. A lot of stuff can happen. So... As of right now, as it stands, we have Seattle, Green Bay. So Seattle at one, sorry. Green Bay at two. New Orleans at three. Dallas at four. San Fran at five. And the Vikings at six. A lot can change in the upcoming weeks. Not who's in as much, but more so the the seeding can change a lot. uh, There is four teams... At 11-3, you have the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, and the 49ers are all at 11-3. Where do you see this shaping up? Do you think the, do you think the Seahawks stay at one, Dallas? Uh, well, the Seahawks, uh, they get Arizona this upcoming week at home, which is almost a lock for me. I, I see them moving to 12-3, and, and then they get to host uh, the San Francisco 49ers in Week 17. 
Uh, San Fran has slipped a little bit, losing two of their last three games and a real ugly loss to Atlanta. So I've got San Fran uh, coming in as the top wildcard spot while Seattle goes on at 13-3 and to win the uh, NFC. All right. I can... So you said Seattle's going to win the NFC? I think they're going to they're go 13-3, and yes. Yeah. Okay, I can agree with you behind that one. I think Seattle's probably going to pull out the number one seed. Um, obviously, that sucks for the 49ers in a way because they've had such a historic season for their own regard, and that puts them all the way down to five automatically, which is tough for them. But that's why we love divisional football. It makes for an exciting season. Uh, then you got the Packers at number two. No, it's no, it's okay. I agree with you too. It's fine. Oh, okay, Jack, what do you think? No, I agree. It's fine. It's whatever. Perfect. I'm over it. Okay, Copy. fine. I'm okay. Thanks. I don't I'm over care. it. Okay. Whatever. This is the one I think could change. I think the Packers could drop. I think they're probably going to drop below the Saints at three. I think it's the same as the AFC. I think the Saints are going to pull ahead of the Packers. Um, I just think that's how it's going to go. I think... Obviously, the Packers have the tiebreaker as of now. Both the Packers and Saints have I think, very t- difficult games to play in Week 16, while their Week 17s look very favorable. Green Bay gets to go to Detroit in Week 17, while the Saints get to play the um, Carolina Panthers in Week 17. Yeah, I this, think this week though, I think you're right, Aaron. I think there there is possible uh, possibility of a change. The Vikings and Packers go at it Monday night in Minnesota. Game of the year, by the way. Well, uh, I mean, and the Vikings don't have a ton of pl- to play for in that one because they have to wait till week 17 to pass Green Bay. But... What do you mean they don't have a ton to play for in that one? They need to beat Green Bay. Well, if they don't beat Green Bay, they don't have a shot at passing them in week 17. Right, but I'm saying... It's a huge game I'm, for the I'm, Vikings. Yeah, but then in week 17, I'm saying that even if they do beat Green Bay, they still need help to pass Green Bay. Well, yeah, but they got to start yeah. by beating Green Bay on I th- Monday I night. I think they still have tons to play for. They could, on they Christmas can still, Eve, Eve. I, I, they can still move up to the five spot. They can still move... Um, They can still win their division. I think it's a, a, lot, of, a lot of things can change for the Vikings. I think they're going to be playing hard against Green Bay. And I think I could see them pulling out the win. Watching Green Bay this week, they had a lot of bright flashes of, wow, they're a good football team. But then they have a lot of flashes where they're just, they don't look that great. So I think I think the Vikings could, I don't think they're going to overtake the Packers for the division just because of the schedules and the way it's working out. But I could see the Vikings making it close. And what could be good is that if the uh, Minnesota comes out on top on Green Bay this week, there is a very good chance that um, if everything goes right, that Green Bay and Minnesota will play again in the wild card round in the six three matchup. What yeah. a it could be the NFC intense. playoffs are going to be insane. Yeah, they sure, it's going to be fun. They're going to be ridiculous. But so obviously we move on. So I think we kind of all decided. Are we deciding the Saints are probably going to move ahead of the Packers? Is that what we're saying? I like that. I could see uh, them staying at three. They've clinched their division already, but um, I, I think it's going to stay. See, it's going to go Seattle 1, and then it's going to go... Actually, you know what? I could see the Saints winning the NFC overall. I could see it happening. Yeah, I think... I, I, I could see it, but I still think the Seahawks are going to stay up top there. I just don't see them falling down. I don't know the total tiebreaker between the Saints and Seahawks right now. Well, actually, never mind. It'll, it'll either be San Fran or Seattle at the top, because San Fran has... Um, well, the the Saints and Seahawks. If the Packers lose, um, 
It's just Saints and Seahawks. The Saints beat Seattle earlier this year when Teddy That's right. Bridgewater. So this, so was actually, the man. you know what? No, I have Saints. Saints winning the because I don't. I think the Saints are going to win out, and I think they'll they'll take over. And I don't think Green Bay is going to beat the Vikings this week. Yeah. So I got I've got Seattle and New Orleans winning out, both thirteen and three. Well, uh, Green Bay goes to twelve and four. Yep. I've got New Orleans at one, Seattle at two, Green Bay at three. I've got the Cowboys at four. We'll switch over to the NFC East. That game gets decided this week, Aaron. Almost, essentially, yeah. right? Um, it essentially gets decided. Jack this week. Clark, you're the middle man. I can, am can the middle man. Sat, that, before before you say anything, is this game in Philly? It's, it's, in, Philly. it's in Philly. Yes, very it is. interesting. So here we go. This is a quick stat. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz is classified as overrated. He has 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. His starting wide receivers have missed and will miss a combined 23 games this season. Now we go to the best QB in the East, accordingly, Dak Prescott. He has had 24 touchdowns, only two more than Carson Wentz, 11 interceptions, four more than Carson Wentz. And his starting wide receivers have missed a combined three games this season. You know what's very sad? Thank you. You know what's very, very sad? Is that the forecast for this game is supposed to be seven degrees. There's going to be no snow. Oh, well. That's quite sad. I don't Um, want no snow game deciding a a playoff game. I do. That'd be fun. (sighs) Anyways, I think... uh, I'm going to lead this off here because I don't even know if you guys should be able to talk about this or not. I think the Cowboys stay in the four spot right now. I was very impressed with the Cowboys last week. I know they've been poop all the rest of the year, but uh, I think they might have hit their stride last week, and I think they're going to win the division. This is only the third time in the last 12 seasons that the Cowboys have been favored on paper to win uh, their game in Philly. So it's quite interesting. I think there's there you go. The Cowboys have the momentum right now just because of that huge win in uh, against the Rams. But the Eagles have it, I guess, too, because they're rolling on a high after beating the Giants in overtime and beating the Redskins in the last minute of the game. So yeah. it should be interesting for the wild card. The, no, whoa, the, whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't even get to say my four. We know who your four are. So or wait, sorry, hold hold on. You got to say your four. Lights are going off again. But hey, I don't go ahead, say your four. What's My going on? The, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think... Obviously. Okay. The way I see it is the Eagles have a lot of heart right now and a lot of young guys that are going to be showing as much as they can, whereas the Cowboys have had a lot of issues with their coaching staff and getting stuff together in big games. And I think, obviously, last week they won a big game, but I think I could see the Cowboys just having a lot of breakdowns and I think that's why the Eagles are going to move ahead. Now, I think if the Cowboys play perfectly to their ability, I think it's going to be tough for the Eagles to win. I could still see them doing it. As a fan, I'm going to be cheering my heart out because I think the Eagles can win. But Dallas is obviously a tough team to face at any point. All in the right, let's right blast now. through the wild card here because we, uh, we're running out of time a little bit here, folks. Well, if you think about the wild card, the wild card can't change much. It's not going to change no, much. No. The Rams are two games behind Minnesota. They need to win out, and they play uh, uh, San Francisco and um, Arizona, and then Minnesota has to lose So out. I think we're all agreeing that the wild card stays the same as the lights go out once again. This is wild. But this is fun. I like it. It's a good time. Uh, there we go. Oh, they're back. Nope, they're gone. Anyways, so we all agree that the wild card stays the same. 
I think so. Sam All right, five, perfect. Minnesota at six. Let's talk about the two records that happened real quick here, Dallas, before we give our little spiel. Um, if you missed it, Lamar Jackson broke Michael Vick's single-season rushing record by a quarterback. A record when Michael Vick said it. I don't think a lot of people would have thought it, were, it was ever going to get broken, but it looks like Lamar Jackson is going to shatter it. That's right. No, uh, he took down Michael Vick on Thursday Night Football in the first like three minutes of this game. It was really cool to see Lamar Jackson break this record. He is an all-time talent, and he's only 22 years old. Maybe he breaks. Joe Heisman, who won the Joe Heisman, Joe Burrow, who won the Heisman, uh, is older than Lamar Jackson, which is crazy. Joe Burrow was a freshman at Ohio State for a while. A while. Oh my. And then uh, yeah, probably one year tra- transferred to LSU and won uh, won the Heisman Award. So it's it's kind of crazy how these and the same with Justin Fields, who's now on Ohio State. He was on Georgia for a while. He's being, transfer quarterbacks. They transfer over because they're not getting their right shot. And it's yeah, you see the last talent three quarterbacks or the last three Heisman winners were all transfers. Baker Mayfield from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. Kyler Murray from Texas A and M to Oklahoma, and then. Um, Joe Burrow, sorry, from Ohio State to LSU. Yeah, it's crazy how there's so much talent across the country, and some teams are stacked. Like, if you look at Clemson, they have Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure that their backups are... uh, And um, Kelly Bryant was the perfect example. He used to play... He was the fourth-year player um, with Clemson before being uh, taken over by a true freshman in Trevor Lawrence. So, it's crazy how these quarterbacks can be so irreplaceable and... um, other quarterbacks get to do better. Exactly. And, and then we already Coles. we um, already we already touched on this record a little bit, but Drew Brees did break Peyton Manning's record for all-time touchdowns thrown. Very very impressive. But again, it could be broken again next week. Who knows? Because Tom Brady's record. right he broke there. Another record. Yep. One uh, Jack is very fond of Philip Rivers' record of best completion rate. In That's a single sad. game, Drew Brees did break that. He threw twenty-nine of thirty. Now the Chargers quarterback, though, if you think about it. Was drafted to the Chargers. Yeah, and then he hated it there. Yeah. Because less, <laughs> cause the Chargers are a crap team. And Eli Manning but, got drafted to San Diego and was like, no. Nope. <laughs> that right. was a crazy day. Not this decade, though. Anyways, congratulations to both of those players on their records. Both very, very impressive. Let's discuss what's going to happen here in the next two weeks of our podcast really quickly. So, you want me to tell? You want me to say it? I'll yeah, say it. Yeah, let's all bounce off each other. All right. So, unfortunately. Fortunately, not unfortunately, our semester is coming to an end here at the, the, our first semester of school. And that means it's Christmas time here. It's uh, December 17th as we're recording this, so we go home on the 20th. So we're all going to be far away, Dallas the most far away. He's going to be back home in the prairies. Um, so no podcast for the next two weeks. That's try- what I'm trying to say here. We're all going to be uh, not together here. So this is going to be our last uh, week uh, of the, it's our last week of the podcast, so we're, that's why we're not doing picks this week um, on the podcast. Aaron, why don't you explain how we're going to do the picks a little bit? Uh, so one quick thing right before we say, uh, yes, we're probably not going to do a podcast unless we can figure out some mysterious way, but don't expect a podcast next week. But you can expect picks because we have an Instagram. As Dallas said, Dallas, give me the handle real quick. The 115sports underscore on Instagram. You can find the picks on there for week 16 and week 17. I was just asking for the handle, but thank you. So, yeah, so there's going to be a video of our beautiful faces. You finally get to see our beautiful faces. Oh, yeah, you don't know what we look like. Yeah, we do. Well, I guess uh, Dallas and Aaron's on the Instagram, but you have no idea what I look like. So, yeah, so you get to see our beautiful faces, and we will be saying our picks of who we think is going to win certain games 
throughout the week. But yeah, so you get to see that there. Um, pretty much that's basically all we got for that. Uh, also follow us obviously on t- Twitter and Instagram to keep up to date uh, with what's going to happen because obviously we might miss the wild card weekend, which will be a big one to follow up on, and we'll we, we'll be back. I think for, we are going to we'll our next scheduled Monday following the wild card week. Our next scheduled podcast is due to release Tuesday, January seventh. So we'll have a podcast up then. And we'll uh, that'll, the that'll be recapping the wild card weekend and everything that happened in the last couple weeks of the regular season, if anything dramatic happens uh, and stuff like that. All yeah. right, so I think that's all the time we got. And yeah, one 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 five sports will have playoffs playoff coverage head to toe. Make sure to get all the games covered, um, all in depth too, which will be nice. There's only going to be four games in the wild card weekend, four in the divisional two in the championship and the Super Bowl. So that's only seven more games. There we go. Unfortunate, unfortunate. But we are going to try to keep it going in the offseason a little bit as long as we can with the combine and everything going on. But that's a, that's a future. I'm excited for this playoff run, John. I'm excited about it as well. Aaron, all right. Aaron, your team is going to lose. No, they're not. Yeah. All right, that's all the time we have. I'm going to I'm gonna send you a great video when they win. Aaron, let's make a little friendly wager on the 115 Sports Podcast. I've got an idea. Okay. I don't want to bet. Aaron, real quick, no, it's, quick, with, it's just quick. with me and Aaron. Real quick, real Aaron, quick, real quick. If the real Cowboys quick. beat the Eagles on Sunday, you have to wear a Cowboys jersey to one of your family suppers at Christmas. Oh, so you have to open. Hang on, how about this? You have to open a get at least one gift oh, on video in a Cowboys jersey. Take it. Okay, but you have to do I the same with an Eagles. I will give you a jersey to wear. You to have to do the same you. with the Eagles, then. But I don't want to give you my. I don't want to give you. I have tons of jerseys. Do you only have one Eagles jersey? I have two, but I kind of need them both because it's superstition. I have a big superstition going right now that I need both. Aaron Jeffrey. Give him like a hat or something. I'll give you a sweater. Something. I need some kind of merchandise to take a video opening presents. This is a good bet. Here, why don't we do it this way? When when we come back to school, you have to wear the first full week of school back, back to school. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Big time. To wear a jersey for a full week. A full, full week. Af- uh, we can swap out jerseys for the week. We'll do two days that week. You have to do it two days that week. I love sure. it. The first okay. two days back at school. All right. All right, perfect. That's all the time we have. Do a, a hand, an official oh, handshake. We're going to do a handshake real quick. Oh. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Again, follow us on all our social medias. Dallas has given the handle a couple times. We'll see y'all in the new year. Happy holidays. See ya.